Oh, what a night it was on Monday evening. Because not only did the Chicago Cubs beat the St. Louis Cardinals, their division rivals, which let's face it, that just always feels good. But Kyle Hendricks was on the verge of history as he took a no-hit bid into the ninth inning when Jeremy Hazelbaker, the St. Louis Cardinals outfielder, well, he had other ideas. Welcome to today's edition of the Curse Reverse Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jesse Friedman, and this is the only daily Cubs show that you're going to be able to find anywhere on the internet. I really appreciate you tuning in today, and I look forward to hopefully having you uh, as a listener once again in the future. Today, our topic is not only what Kyle Hendricks did last night, but I want to talk about Kyle Hendricks' season as a whole. Because yesterday, even though Kyle Hendricks wasn't able to complete the no-hitter, as I mentioned, he gave up the home run to Jeremy Hazelbaker to start off the ninth inning on an 0-2 count. But despite that, I think this outing really opened the eyes of not only Cubs fans, but to the broader spectrum of baseball fans across the country to how special of a season this kid has had. And it's funny, because of all the players to be in Cy Young contention this season, I think you could have made a believable argument for every Cubs pitcher at the beginning of the season, except for possibly Kyle Hendricks. Jake Arrieta, well, he won it last year. John Lester, he's been in that conversation many times in the past in his career. Even Jason Hamill has shown signs of dominance for stretches uh, in his career. And the same story with John Lackey, who had a fantastic season last year with St. Louis. But the guy who we're all talking about as a Cy Young candidate isn't any of those players. It's Kyle Hendricks. And a lot of Cubs fans are dreaming right now about what it would look like not only for Kyle Hendricks to win this award, but for the Cubs as a franchise to take this award home to one of their players in back-to-back seasons. Because as I mentioned, Jake Arrieta with a crazy 177 ERA last year took the award then. So today, that's our goal. Our goal is to take an honest look at Kyle Hendricks' statistics and to compare them with the statistics of every other National League Cy Young Award contender and to make a decision. Are we Cubs fans just dreaming, or could this be real? So let's start with Kyle Hendricks and his statistics this season. He has a National League leading 2.03 ERA. He's 15-7, and 7, 173 innings with 152 punch-outs, a whip of 0.96, which is excellent. It's much better than his 116 that he posted last season. So those are the numbers on Kyle Hendricks. And there are some other more analytical stats that we'll take a look on a little bit later in the episode. But I want to just give that general overview to start out with. There are four other pitchers that you could really make a good argument for in the National League for the Cy Young Award. So I'm going to go through those other four now, one by one, now that we've got Kyle Hendricks statistics. Again, a 15-7 and seven with a 203 ERA, 152 strikeouts, 173 innings, and a .96 whip for Hendricks. So let's move on now to Noah Syndergaard. Now, Noah Syndergaard has had nothing short of a dominant season 
for the New York Mets. Now, unfortunately for Syndergaard, he has tailed off significantly since the beginning of the season. So let's take a look at his numbers. 13-8 and is his record with a 2.48 ERA, a 167 innings pitched total, 195 punch outs, and a whip of 1.14. All right, so those are the numbers for Noah Syndergaard. Now let's move on to another guy, Madison Bumgarner, the ace of the San Francisco Giants, who's arguably having the best season of his career. Madison Bumgarner, 14-8 with a 2.61 ERA, a 104 whip, and 199.2 innings with 226 strikeouts. So that's what we have for Madison Bumgarner. Moving on. Max Scherzer of the Washington Nationals. He's 16-7 with a 2.78 RA, a whip of 0.92, which leads this class. He's gone 203 and two-thirds innings, and he struck out 251 batters. So that's Max Scherzer. And last but not least, the Miami Marlins hard-throwing right-hander Jose Fernandez, who is 14-8 with a 2.90 ERA. And 167 in the third innings, but here's his most impressive statistic. It's 238 strikeouts in just 161 in the third innings. That is a major league leading 12.8 strikeouts per nine for Jose Fernandez. So there it is. That's the competition. This award, I can just about guarantee you at this point, will come down to one of Kyle Hendricks, Jose Fernandez, Max Scherzer, Madison Bumgarner, and Noah Syndergaard. One of these five guys is going to win the National League Cy Young Award. And if they don't, something is seriously wrong with the voting process. So at first glance, knowing all of those statistics, I think we can all agree that earned run average is probably the most often used statistic when evaluating a pitcher's performance. And Kyle Hendricks has that by a landslide, right? He's at 203 Fernandez is at 2.9, Scherzer 2.78, Bumgarner 2.61, and last but not least, Noah Syndergaard is at 2.48, right? So Kyle Hendricks is at 2.03, which is pretty vastly the leader in the pack. But here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. We live in the 21st century. We live in 2016 in an era of baseball where analytics and sabermetric statistics are weighted just as equally, if not more so, than the commonplace statistics that we evaluate pitchers with normally, like earned run average. And sadly, this is where Kyle Hendricks' case doesn't look quite as good as it does when you're just taking into account a player's ERA and their whip. So, let's take a little bit of a deeper look. Kyle Hendricks has a FIP of 3.38. I've talked about this statistic on the show uh, in past episodes a little bit, but basically what FIP is, is it attempts to estimate your earned run average, what your earned run average should be given all of your other statistics. So the number of home runs you've allowed, the number of strikeouts, the number of walks, etc., it attempts to give an estimate of your ERA given all of those things. So, if you look at Kyle Hendricks, 
he has a FIP of 3.38. That means his estimated ERA is 3.38. And as you might be able to imagine, the rest of the pack kind of blows Kyle Hendricks away when it comes to that. There's a few players that don't. Scherzer's FIP is 3.13, which is only a little bit better. And Madison Bumgarner, 3.22, still only a little bit better. But then you get to Noah Syndergaard and Jose Fernandez. Noah Syndergaard has a 2.32 FIP. A 2.32 FIP. Jose Fernandez has a FIP of 2.27. And you might say, well, why does that matter? Because his actual earned run average was 203. That's all that matters, right? Unfortunately, in this day and age, not exactly. Because baseball is kind of a funny game. Baseball is a game where somebody can hit a line shot and get out, and somebody can hit a little blooper to center field and somehow end up with a base hit, right? Baseball is a kind of game where all the time things are happening that shouldn't necessarily have happened, right? Baseball is a game of randomness. And although things have a tendency to return to the mean, as we like to say, over the course of a 162-game season, it is very possible to have a season in the major leagues that doesn't accurately reflect a player's actual abilities. And this is the problem with Kyle Hendricks. Because not only does Kyle Hendricks not really have a track record of being a dominant starting pitcher per se, he's always been a solid pitcher, but he's never really shown this kind of ability in the past. But this FIP of 3.38 gives you some pause. And at the same time, 152 strikeouts is the lowest number in this class by far. And once again, you might say, well, why does it matter how many strikeouts he has as long as he's a good run preventer? That should be all that matters. But once again, in the 21st century, that's no longer how pitchers are evaluated. And I can guarantee you that members of the Baseball Writers Association of America who make this decision are going to look at all of these numbers, or at least the majority of them will. And they're going to find that even Kyle Hendricks, even though Kyle Hendricks blows away the pack in ERA, the other statistics just don't look nearly as friendly to his case. And there are even more statistics that would say the same thing. If you look at wins above replacement, which is extremely common to be used uh, in the most valuable player race, as well as the Cy Young Award uh, case. And Kyle Hendricks is at 4.6. Jose Fernandez is at 3.7. But Max Scherzer is at 5.9. Bumgarner is at 4.4. Syndergaard is at 4.7. So you can see Scherzer actually has a pretty wide lead when it comes to wins above replacement, which if you haven't heard anything about wins above replacement before, it's basically a statistic that attempts to measure how many wins you give your team above a typical replacement level player, which is considered to be uh, the caliber of like a triple A AAA player, if you can imagine your average triple A call up. And these aren't the only two. I've talked about wins above replacement. I've talked about FIP. There's a whole lot more of these. But unfortunately, Kyle Hendricks' case kind of falls apart when you start to look at these other statistics. Now, here's the one hope for Kyle Hendricks. There is still a relatively substantial number of people in the game, substantial number of reporters, who don't think in terms of sabermetrics and all these crazy statistics I've been talking about, even though a lot of people have and more do every day, there's a lot of people still that don't. 
And the hope for Kyle Hendricks is that there would be enough of those people to counteract all of the sabermetric people who would side with one of these other four candidates, Jose Fernandez, Max Scherzer, Madison Bumgarner, or Noah Syndergaard, because there isn't a clear favorite. Even from this sabermetric standpoint that I've been talking about, there is no clear favorite among these five people. Maybe if you had to pick one, you could say Max Scherzer, but Max Scherzer doesn't lead in strikeouts. Jose Fernandez does, but Noah Syndergaard uh, has a better ERA than Jose Fernandez, and it just kind of keeps going on and on, right? You can keep going from player to player with this sabermetric approach to the game, and it could be very hard for one player to accrue more votes than any other player. And because of that, Kyle Hendricks, who will most likely draw the brunt of those old-fashioned reporters who look at the game and they just want to know what your ERA is, and that's how they evaluate a pitcher. If Kyle Hendricks can get enough of those people to counteract the split votes between those other four candidates, Cubs fans, he's got a shot. And if I had to guess today, I would say that Kyle Hendricks is probably not your National League Cy Young Award winner. But based on how he's been playing these last few weeks, I wouldn't put it past him. Because if he gets his ERA down even further, it could get to the point where sabermetricians and old-fashioned analysts alike have no choice but to name Kyle Hendricks your 2016 National League Cy Young Award winner. Thanks for listening to today's edition of the Curse Reversed Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jesse Friedman, and you can connect with me on Twitter at, at curse underscore reversed. I'd love to hear what you think of the show. Also, be sure to check it out on iTunes, where you can subscribe and leave a rating and review. I would really appreciate your comments and your support. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Curse Reversed, and we'll be back with more tomorrow about the Chicago Cubs.